Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Teen Whisper Show, a podcast for podcasters. This podcast will teach you about content creation, marketing, guest collaboration, and how you can build a full-on business through podcasting. Now, let's go to our host, Jeffrey Bukathy. So hey Ravi, welcome to the show and it's really great that I have you here right now. So please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. Uh, I started my podcast in 2015. It is called Subscribe Me and uh, I started it probably 10 years too late. I should have started way earlier because I've been listening to podcasts uh, even before they were called podcasts. Mm-hmm. When they were just uh, audio programs online, they used to be called online radio um, I used to download the MP3 files, upload it to my MP3 player and listen to it on the subway in New York when I used to, when I was living there and working there. So uh, my podcast is about uh, digital marketing, WordPress, mm-hmm. how to create, uh, sell, uh, create market and sell and deliver digital information products. And uh, whether it's video courses, um, video courses and online audio courses and audio books mm. and um, and plugins and any kind of uh, digital products so how to create them what are the things about you know digital marketing that you need to know about uh, creating a website how to build an audience that's kind of my my niche and uh, i've been creating products and services around this this niche for a very long time um, earliest one was like in uh, um, 2000, 2000, when I created a PayPal a PHP script. So that's how I got started. Wow. It's, it's really a great story. So any particular reason why you actually named it as subscribe me.fm because it's like a marketing tactic where you don't need to have call to action. You can just say the podcast absolutely. name. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, uh, see subscribe me is not a very by itself. If you're somebody just subs type subscribe space me. It's a verb, right? Subscribe me is a verb. So podcast apps may or may not pick it up as a as the name of a podcast. Whereas if it's one word, subscribe me, it's easier. And if it's subscribeme.fm, which is my website domain, and I'm constantly repeating that on the podcast, it kind of you know gets into your head. It's easy to remember. I, I, you know, I give out my email, it's Ravi at subscribeme.fm and this.fm and subscribeme.fm slash this and subscribeme.fm slash that. So I made it my part of my umbrella brand. And under that, I have all my my, my programs and uh, my podcast and everything else. Awesome. So uh, just to give a brief, like the discussion that we're going to have today is about your dope mindset, uh, the mind map, which you actually mentioned, like do once and publish everywhere. So basically I've been uh, working as a podcast, like, you know, a guy who has been helping podcasters to repurpose their content. And I was really lucky to see you, your content that you mentioned also repurposing and how important it is. I can see someone else also is really giving importance to that. So please tell me like a brief, like what the dope mind map is all about. Then we can go into this discussion, like uh, how we can effectively use it. Right. So before I get into that, the, the main thing I want to tell you about why I named my podcast subscribe me, because it is about memberships and recurring subscriptions. Right. So that's the main bottom line. It's not the catchy phrase or whatever. So it's about subscribe me to your program, subscribe me as a member because it's all about membership sites and uh, 
online courses, right? It's about how to create a recurring income model so that you can sustain. So that was the, that was the basic of the subscribe me, and then it's easier to name it subscribeme.fm. Um, so dope is about the average person like you and me. Uh, if you if we want to build an audience, you cannot just uh, rely on one platform anymore, and you have to be able to. Uh, create content in a lot of different platforms and I call it native content. So you, if you're constantly trying to post something on a platform, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and trying to send people elsewhere to, to consume that content, people are not interested, right? If somebody's scrolling through Instagram, looking at pe people's lives and pictures and everything else, the last thing they want to do is go to your website and read an article. Right? Not that Instagram allows links anyway, but if even if they did. Or when there's somebody scrolling Twitter, they're there for quick information, updates, breaking news, all kinds of stuff. They're not in the mindset of people scrolling on social media are not in a um, mindset of uh, going deep dive into anything. So if you send them to a long article, which is you know 3,000 words long, they're not interested. If you send, if somebody's on Instagram and you, or, or, or Twitter and you send them to a video and you're constantly trying to send people to your YouTube channel or whatever, and you, and people do click on it and they see it's like a 40 minute video. They're like, I'll, I'll come back to this and they might uh, bookmark or whatever. Right. So the con the key is to create native content for each of the platforms in bite-sized uh, content and publish it natively to those platforms. So if I'm on Twitter, you can create a Twitter thread with a longer, slightly longer article, obviously not a 3000 word article, but if you have a 200 word article, you can create a tw Twitter thread so that somebody, if they inter they're interested in the part one, if you're a main tweet, they can click on the thread and they can read the rest of it right there. Boom, 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 done. And if they're on Instagram, a short video, 60 seconds, 30 seconds. That's why TikTok took off because people love to watch short videos. And uh, even though I'm not big on uh, on TikTok or creating, I tried to create a little bit, but I got busy with other projects. But uh, TikTok is, is fantastic for, uh, and uh, people usually confuse TikTok for uh, silly dances by teenagers, but it's so deep. It is actually very, very powerful tool because if you're interested in jewelry making, or if you're interested in dogs or cats or how to cook, you imagine get watching, normally if you watch a YouTube video about a particular thing, you know, there's an intro for 20 seconds. There's a, you know, hey, how are you doing this? The small talk and this, same thing with podcasts. Everything is so uh, uh, dragged out and so much fluff. And then the ultimate piece, you know, the main content is just like in, in the two minutes, but they create a 15 minute video out of the two minutes because the longer they watch, YouTube will reward them more. So they're always trying to appease the platform. So that's why TikTok is fantastic because it rewards you for going shorter and shorter and shorter. So if you can say something in 15 seconds, that's fantastic or 10 seconds, or if you can do 30 seconds, I guess. And uh, so the, the key is put, and if you're constantly going on TikTok, for example, and somebody comes into your video, uh, watches your video and you're saying, hey, check out, go to my website and read about this article. They're not interested. In 15 seconds, tell them what they need to know right here. So you need to be able to uh, customize your content that you're already creating. There's not enough time for people like, you know, we don't have 
multiple cameramen following us like Gary V's team. We don't have video editors. We don't have a social media team. Most people will not have, you know, we're not spending $3,000, $5,000 a month on, on multiple people just creating social media content. So we, we create content in one way. Then you have to find out what's the best way to leverage it so that it doesn't go to waste, right? This It's free. It's free to post on all these platforms. So why not take advantage of it? And maybe the algorithm to a certain extent using you have to you have to tweak everything based on you know you can't just take one video 60 second video and just blast it out you have to customize the the, the hashtags and and you have to know what kind of hashtags to use for tiktok versus instagram versus twitter twitter you don't want to use too many hashtags so you have to use the right keywords so there's a lot of things and that's what i uh, i talk about in my dope course which stands for do once publish everywhere so you create once and then you take you, you, you repurpose it. So if you, you, you can start with a written, written piece of content, right? You can start with a 3000 word article, then you can publish it in parts to your blog. You can p- create a Kindle book out of it. You can take part of that and you can create it, use it as notes for your podcast. And then you take the podcast and while you're recording the podcast, you can take a video of it and publish it to YouTube or you can add a, make it an audiogram and then you can take little pieces of it and people get too hung up on trying to find the exact section from their podcast to create an audiogram. What I say is, unless you have a guest uh, and they're talking something, and if it's just you, then you yourself record a clip and then create that as an audiogram. And then now you can post it on Facebook, you can post it on Twitter, you know, you can post it on Instagram and create uh, videos with your face in it for the short social media videos. Uh, don't let it always be an audiogram. Um, so how to create one piece of content and, and then take that and leverage that into multiple different pieces of native content that you can leverage on all these different platforms. And then you start seeing, you start tweaking and testing the hashtags, uh, and different formats and keywords and, and see which one is getting you traction. And then you, you spend a little bit more time on that instead of, you know, if you're getting no traction on Instagram then no point in spending too many hours on that. You still post to it, you know, there's nothing to be lost. Uh, it's, it's a free platform to post on. So you can still post your content, but you, so based on the, you know, depends on what your niche is, who your audience is, where they are. So if you are reach, if you want to reach young and a younger audience, you're not going to go on Facebook, right? You have to be on Instagram and, and TikTok. Um, same way, if you want to reach an older audience, um, then you're not going to post only on TikTok, right? Um, because Facebook is where the majority of the older audience is. Um, so you need to know who's, who your audience is and what they're doing and how they're consuming content and you have to show up there. But once you've shown up there, you don't have to waste your content. You can just pub- publish it to multiple platforms. So sorry for the interruption. I'd just like you to know that if you're a brand or an individual who requires micro-content creation services, or you want someone to repurpose your content in an effective way, then Jeffrey's here to help you. Now enjoy the rest of your episode. Excellent.
exactly and i think some of the people like like you said don't understand actually you don't have to sit and create content every single time uh because not many people would be having time to write the script and you know sit and edit so because basically uh, recently i had someone uh, a client who was asking me like uh, doing a live he would always do live series like every single time on monday or tuesday he would do live series which is an hour long so he said that i just want to create small pieces out of it and repurpose it into every single stuff that i said and i think it's a great idea because it's it's like people are wasting tons of webinars i would say they are talking every single time people are doing webinars i mean like imagine this lockdown how many webinars would have gone people have can literally repurpose into like tons of ways so i guess that's really a good point that you touched there and some of the points that i just want to make uh, you know more sense into it is that one of the co- words that you said is native content so native content probably means we are actually posting directly on linkedin not from another software if i'm no, being no uh, that is also true but uh, the tool tool itself doesn't matter you can use you know some automation tools uh, as long as you're there to respond to your audience when they respond back right uh, so you don't if you're not going to be around at uh, let's say 10 o'clock in the morning don't post don't make your post if you're not going to be around till 10 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock don't make your post a tool post at 3 a.m in the morning and if somebody asks a questions you're not there to answer kind of thing don't make it too uh, you know uh, blatant that you don't care about your audience uh, you can use some automation to help you along but but that's not what i mean by native content what i mean is uh, they should be able to consume the the entire piece of content right there natively in that platform so don't post a teaser on linkedin saying go watch my youtube video right uh, and don't post on twitter saying go to my website to read this article try to post as much as the content possible right there so that somebody scrolling on that platform they don't they don't they might be too lazy to go to a different platform different app then they go to your website there's a bunch of pop ups and this one and cookies and it's so much hassle but they are already right there they are already seeing your 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 post show up why lose that attention right there capture it right away by saying the right things and then if they want to do a deep dive then tell them where to go um and say hey i talked about this in detail on my podcast i wrote an article about this but give them the the important information right away as quickly as you can in the shortest time period possible i guess that's one of the reasons why linkedin also doesn't uh you know promote or you know push the post which are having links on their post itself yeah none of, none, yeah none of these platforms like links because they don't want you taking away the audience to a different uh, they want them right there so they can show more ads and they can create more engagement and so on so it, it's it's fair that uh, they do not reward links uh, posts with links but you're also doing a disservice to your audience by constantly posting you know short teasers without giving much context or Uh, and always asking them to go elsewhere to consume i'm right here i'm looking at your post right now why don't you tell me what the darn thing is and instead of making me jump hoops them jump exactly, hoops exactly. right so just two more things that i uh, like understood from what you're saying is that now people are uh, consuming more on the shorter form of content which is uh, totally awesome one but recently i saw this uh, like in, like sudden boom of the carousel's post 
like it's a picture post and suddenly all of the people on instagram are started posting it so do you think that paradigm shift always happens like for example now people are more interested in short video formats so longer video formats is doing well of course for those people who actually need to watch the longer formats of course but in case of digital marketing people actually dance and put uh, tips like you know just some music here and there and they would put like on tiktok or on instagram reels so do you think uh, Yeah. this shift happens again where the shorter form goes away and the longer forms comes in do you think it's possible or shorter forms can rule the next uh, years probably no everything has its place right like if you uh, podcast if if you do a 30 second podcast nobody's going to listen to it right people listen to podcast because they want deep conversations they want deep dive uh, people will go to and read a blog because they want longer form of content they'll subscribe to newsletters which are long or which can be long and they want to learn and if you go to youtube to learn and people will watch one hour two hour videos about uh, any kind of to- any range of topics um, and they'll sit and learn and it could be from from a webinar or or somebody spoke or Seth Godin at Google or whatever some kind of thing i watched videos that last you know 45 minutes to to, to maybe 2 hours and I'm, i'm always not watching the screen so that's also important thing to note even you know you have to remember that uh, podcast is becoming one of the most powerful formats because if the most of 90% of the information is audio right very rarely that you're showing how to click on some things you're showing the mouse moving so unless you're teaching a graph, graphic user interface or you're doing like a corporate like a presentation where you're showing some numbers which is not which you know it's a very small minority of actual videos if you look at actual like religion or politics or sports or any of these things you don't need to be watching a, the screen of a youtube video in order to consume that content which is why podcasts are so powerful which is why anybody creating a video should also take out the audio and put it as a podcast um so uh there's this one person who, who's uh, who was doing nba um streams and every time i would go on twitter i would find this guy uh video and uh it was on twitter so he would post the the videos natively but he would post like a 10 minute video into 60 second or you know two minute whatever the 220 i think is the limit so he would post like five videos of the same thread and it was annoying for me to watch it because i had to sit and watch because if i if i close the app the the audio starts playing stops playing right uh, the video will stop playing on twitter even though i have the app so i have to watch it for two and two minutes 20 seconds and then go to the next one and then click on play on the next one then go and then a lot of a lot of people including myself said dude you got to you got to take this and put it on a podcast and he did and i subscribed to it and now it's not a problem i can you know i can listen to his whole thing he was he was just doing a basketball podcast and i don't need to look at his face for you know 20 minutes uh, he's sitting in front of a camera and talking it's the audio it's the content that i'm interested in so now i can listen to it on the go if he had only done it on video i would have never watched it again because I, I, a couple of times i did it and the content was great but i could not sit there and watch <clears throat> you know five six videos continuously one after the other um but I, i can do a lot more listening than consuming when i'm walking or going for a run or doing groceries or washing the dishes whatever it is so that's why it's important to know who your audience is where they are what kind of content you're publishing and how to give it to them in all kinds of format there are people who actually listen to podcasts on youtube they'll just play the video the audiogram there are people who will sit and watch uh, 
click play on an audiogram of a one hour podcast and it'll keep playing in the background because people, especially now people are working from home. They have a home internet connection on all the time. So they're, they keep playing videos uh, on YouTube continuously autoplay and uh, it keeps playing. So you can't say, hey, who's going to listen to a podcast on YouTube because I, I don't have any visuals. I just have audio. So what's the point of publishing a one hour audiogram on YouTube? Nobody's going to watch it. You don't, mm. you don't decide that, right? You publish it everywhere and you figure out who's going to, and you and on your website, you give people a lot of different options. Say, hey, you can, you can read this uh, as an article. You can download it as a PDF and you can, you can collect their email address and then you can publish it as a Kindle book someday and, and put it as a blog post, which will help with SEO. You create, release it as an audio and then you create an audiogram and then it goes to YouTube. So the one piece of content, you spend a lot of time you can spend one week creating a great piece of content and then you create it and then boom, 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 it goes on all these different platforms. And now you're attracting an audience and building an audience in different places. You no longer have to have your audience in one place. You can reach, if you can reach, you know, 200 people in five platforms, that's, that's an audience of thousand people, right? There'll be some overlap, but for the most part, so you don't, you should not insist that I want thousand audio subscribers, a thousand podcast subscribers, a thousand YouTube subscribers. You don't, it doesn't matter how, where they're coming in from. It could be some of them on your email list, some of them reading your blog, some of them on, on YouTube, some of them Instagram. Overall, if you can get a big audience, now you, you start building uh, influence and you can, you can start you know, uh, building an audience that values your, your, uh, your uh, group of uh, 1,000 wow. true fans. You know, you actually answered my second question, which is like I was going to ask regarding the YouTube videos of audiograms because I've seen many podcasters, many podcasters using the headliner, uh, they're exporting and uploading it. I mean, like I always wondered, like even if it's a little more interactive, maybe uh, doing some stock images or something like that on the background, maybe it was more attractive, but just the, you know, having an audiogram and the cover art, how effective can it be? No, but people who are listening to primarily audio on YouTube, they don't care about the visuals already. It doesn't matter whether you have four images or 40 images or one image, they're playing it in the background anyway. So it doesn't matter, right? And you're not publishing it to actively promote it. You are basically giving it as one more option for your audience. So depending on your niche, um, one somebody I knew um, uh, was once telling me that uh, she has a, a bunch of older audience, right? Uh, senior citizens as, um, uh, that's the niche she is in where her audience is senior citizens, 60, 70, 80 years old, 80 year old people. And it's really hard to teach them, you know, to subscribe to, an, to a podcast. First of all, what's a podcast? What is an app? Or what's an app store? I have to download this or oh, Google podcast. What is Google podcast? Do I have Android? Do I have OS, iOS? Do I have this? Or how do I download it? How do I subscribe? What do I... So instead of that, you just give them a link to YouTube. Everybody knows how to watch YouTube on, on iPad. You know, a baby, a one-year-old will knows how to watch YouTube, right? Think of it like that. If you t- tell a one-year-old or two years old, um, go subscribe to my podcast, they'll be like, what? Right, but if you give them a link, they'll click on it. They'll have an iPad. They they all have an iPhone. They have some smart. They know how to go online. They watch already watch so much YouTube. They know all of all about it. They'll they'll know how to watch it. So, it's not just about will this format on YouTube get me? Is it worth it? There's no concept of worth it anymore because you're not doing anything special. You know, if you use a 
uh, podcast hosts like Libsyn and probably other podcast hosts, they can, as you're publishing your audio episode, they can automatically publish a full audiogram with a static image to YouTube. There's, you know, there are a lot of other tools that can do that too. So you're not lifting a finger. So it, whether it's worth it is, it is not mm-hmm. relevant at all. Exactly. I think, I think um, you know, sometimes, like you said, people don't understand that their listens can come from anywhere. Uh, especially when uh, sometimes even the target audience is not actually uh, looking at it still. So for example, my podcast is exactly for podcasters only. So it's like not only for podcasters, but people who want to start a podcast. So literally every single person can become my audience. So I guess most of the target or no, most of the podcasters out there are still like underestimating the target audience saying that, uh, should I only send this to them? Should I only share this here? I think we can share it to everywhere. People might listen to, you know, if they're interested, I, I guess people actually can, uh, find it anywhere. And when you were mentioning Lipsyn, I just wanted to talk, uh, regarding this one part when one of my friends asked me, I just want to clarify this. Uh, what is the difference between these downloads and listens? In Libsyn, they were said 200 downloads. Uh, is it different than listens or same as listens or? It's, it's, it's all the same. Because the way podcast apps, um, the way progressive downloads work, which is how there's a difference between streaming, which is online. YouTube does online streaming. Right, because you, once you click play, it, it downloads a video as you keep playing it. It's streaming in real time, right? But if you go to a regular website, um, then it's called a progressive download, where it is actually downloading it as you're playing the video or audio. It's downloading it to your browser, and it's playing from there. Same same way with an app. When you subscribe to an app, not to a podcast, to a podcast app, then it, it pings the RSS feed and when there's a new episode, it will download the, the, the file to the device, right? It's downloading it to, like, if I'm subscribed, subscribed to your podcast, then when, when there's a new episode, it will download the MP3 file to my phone. So now that is a download. You can call it a listen. It doesn't matter. There's no way for you to know if I actually listened. All you can tell is there's a download. So listens are not a good way to put it. I don't think uh, uh, Lipson calls it listens. I'm not sure. They co- probably call it downloads. Um, but the bottom line is that the MP3 got downloaded by an app one time to a device. That's called a download. It can be called a listen, but it's not really a listen because just because it's it's downloaded to my app. You know, I have probably about 400 ep- episodes that have not been listened to. Um, right on uh, from 10, 15 different podcasts, but they all got a download from me, but I didn't listen to them yet. Right. So that's why it's not, you, you, there's really no way to, to calculate actual listens unless the app itself provides you the data because the app is the one capturing the play and the pause and everything else, which is why Apple podcasts with their Apple podcast app, they have, if you go to Podcast Connect, you can log in as a podcaster and you can see which devices played, how long they had to play, which, at which point did they drop off, did they skip any part? You can see the, the graphs and everything, the stats, because Apple provides that because Apple can track that because they own the app. But Apple cannot provide you that information for any other podcast app. So if, if nobody in your audience uses Apple Podcast app and everybody is using Overcast or Spotify or something, 
then Apple cannot give you any of those tags on how, how long did they listen, what devices did, did they use and so on. They can only mm-hmm. do it for their platform. Yeah, because, you know, most of the reasons why uh, this confusion happened is that people actually have their metrics as listens or downloads, which you mentioned is they are That's one of the metrics that they actually use as a highly uh, like high way to understand whether their podcast is actually doing well or not, because I'm actually hosting my uh, podcast and uh, something called hub hopper it's an indian podcast plat- platform so that uh, it says that uh, 4000 listens uh, you have crossed uh, for this much of episodes so when it says 4000 listens uh, for me i've always wondered like for me my metric success is if someone texts me asking how can i start a podcast or can you help me start this one or what is your best, best suggestion on this that's for me is the best metric that i can actually care if someone actually listens to my podcast once so yeah it did happen sometimes uh, of course but do you think it's a valuable like metric do you think it's good yeah overall it gives you some idea as to you know uh, you need to you need to track something right there without tracking there you cannot measure and without measuring you cannot optimize and so on so you need to be able to track it and downloads give you a rough idea as to how your podcast is growing but it doesn't give you a true uh, idea about the actual number of uh, subscribers right so for that one way to do it is once you publish your episode the latest episode do not put it on your website okay because on your website bots can go and click on the play and google bot and the other search engine bots and spam bots can go and click on stuff on your on your player on your website so you might get inflated download numbers so do not publish it on your website do not publish it on any web page just release it to your in in lips in whatever you know hub hopper whatever uh, host you're using and wait for about you know 24 hours 24 to 72 hours because most podcast apps around the world if you if somebody subscribed to your podcast with maximum you know 48 hours to 72 hours uh, i'm just guessing um, you know 72 hours is just to give everybody some extra time you know, in case uh, weekends they did not uh, turn on their phone, whatever it is. So you give them, give it 72 hours and see how many downloads. Uh, and do not promote promote the links to the MP3 files or the or the page or your website with the player or the or the post with the player. Do not promote anywhere on social. Just publish it in your feed, and then see um, how many downloads you get. So that will be a pretty good indication of how many subscribers you have because all the downloads you're getting is from actual uh, podcast apps. Now, it will be slightly, very, very little inflated because Spotify will download it when, when it sees a change in your RSS feed. So all these apps like Overcast and Apple and everybody else are gone now, whoever, all these apps will, uh, you know, you might get like 30 uh, downloads extra because of that. But you can always uh, uh, discount over time if you track exactly 72 hours, 72 hours, 72 hours. You, you don't have to worry because this, all the all the apps are also doing the same thing. So you can just, you know, it's a, you can always round it out as a 1% to 2% error and then just take whatever number you get. That'll, that's rough estimate of how many subscribers you have. But again, just because it got downloaded to their device, that doesn't mean they listened. So your best way to know how engaged your audience is is to ask questions, ask them to send you email, ask them to send you feedback, run contests and do this and that and ask for audio feedback, play audio, play their voicemail on your podcast, you know, give them some credit, give them a shout out. There's a lot of different ways to do that. 
Um, and you can say, if you send me an email within 24 hours or 48 hours of this episode coming out with a special code, I will give you this free gift. Um, you can, so, you, you, so that way somebody has to listen to that. Only somebody who's subscribed will listen to, if they listen to the episode within two days, they can, they can send you an email with a special code. You can give them a special keyword, secret word in the, in the podcast at the end. That, that way you're also making them listen to the end. So there's a lot of little things you can do for engagement and, uh, uh, and so to com- connect wow, with that, your That's listeners. really nice ideas there. I, I, I think sometimes people might be afraid that uh, if you change the way that you see your metrics, uh, they might not get actual, uh, you know, the results and they might be afraid to accept it. Like, you know, people who are, like you said, many spam bots and all of those things might be downloading and listening to it. And some people might not even know that's actually, it's not an actual listen. It's just a download it's happening over time. It's not an actual listen. And the people are actually, uh, you know, going on to the actual metric. It may reduce the, you know, the expectation that they have sometimes may reduce and they might be really affected. So I guess people have to prepare that mindset as well when it comes to like, this is the metric that, and maybe you have to progress accordingly. I guess that's, how, that's also has something that people have to uh, look after uh, while they're actually, how to say, uh, preparing a metric for their podcast. Uh, if I'm being correct. All right. So yeah, the key is that you cannot uh, don't don't get too hung up on the metrics. And uh, a quick way, easy way to roughly estimate is to just publish it to your feed and nowhere else, and see how many downloads you get. And that'll be a reasonable estimate. Again, it still doesn't mean that they're actually listening. So you have to do a lot of other things to engage with your audience. Awesome. So we're actually on the final segment of the uh, entire podcast. So this is actually something that I always ask my guest uh, as out of the you know podcast questions. So uh, is it morning or evening there? Uh, what time is it? Uh, it's early morning, 2.20 a.m. Early morning, 2.20 a.m. Yeah, just past like two hours past midnight. Oh my God. <laughs> That's it's okay. <laughs> I, work, I, work, I work nights. So I, I go to bed like 5 a.m. in the morning. And I wake up like 12.30 in the afternoon, so. It's fine. Okay. This is going to be a tricky question then. <laughs> um, okay. So who was actually the last person that you made smile yesterday? Uh, right now it's probably my family members because we are, you know, we're locked down kind of, kind of locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go out much. I work from home. So it's probably, you know, uh, my kids or my wife. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. I, I think I've seen uh, some of you, you were posting about your uh, family and stuff and hope it's everything is going great. And because you're in US, I guess, if I'm being correct. Correct. I'm in San Diego. California. San Diego. Nice, 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 nice. Awesome. So this one from final question for closing is that, uh, what would you actually give as the best tip the whole world, according to you, in order to grow? And one disclaimer, one disclaimer is that this tip shouldn't be found on the internet. Okay. Now that's, that's a difficult thing because you know <laughs> there's almost no such thing as an original thought because you, whatever you can think of, somebody has probably yeah. thought it before. So uh, I cannot claim to be the most unique uh, thinker in the world, but uh, to grow what? To grow the podcast? Podcast, podcast yes, yes. Uh, you have to know how to be a marketer. You have to know how to promote it because... So you, you have to do whatever it takes, whether it's mm-hmm. free channels or paid channels, you have to promote it, promote it in different channels, different mm-hmm. platforms. Because a lot of the podcasters, you know, they are artists. 
they know to create. They know they are expert at their niche. They they love to talk about what they know about, right? It's almost like uh, a person who loves to cook wants to start a start a restaurant. Starting a restaurant is not just about the the chef, the person who cooks the food. There's like fifty thousand other things, right? You know, uh, supply chain management, your groceries, ordering groceries, making sure where's the location, lighting, uh, the interiors and, and promotions and ads on radio and podcasts and local. There's like, you know, 5,000 other things. Chef is just one major part. And that's probably a very important part because people, once they come there and eat your food, they want, you know, you should, they should want to come back. So cooking is, is a very important part, but there's like, you know, 5,000 other things that have to be taken care of. And usually businesses fail because the person is an artist or really skilled in one thing, but they don't know how to run a business. A podcast is very much like that. Just because you're good at talking with guests or in your niche, if it's a solo podcast like me, just because you're good at something doesn't mean that your podcast is going to be successful because creating is one part, right? Creating epic content is one part, but then taking then how, how do people find out about it? You know, there's no such thing as organic traffic anymore because every topic you can think there's 50 other podcasts and you, you, if somebody searches for your keywords, you know, without knowing you exist, if, if you have a keyword like digital marketing, you might not even show up in the top, you know, 100 and people don't go past three, four, five on, their, on, on a search, right? And so for getting found is a key thing. That's why you have to advertise. You have to promote on, you know, repurpose content, put it out in different formats, always be promoting your podcast, tell them different ways to, to listen to your content, build a list. You have to do like 20 different things. And most people are not, um, are not aware of how to do those things. A lot of podcasters, I know they'll say, I don't know how to create a website. You know, I don't want to deal with WordPress. I don't want to do this. I don't know how to create a player or this one or a promotion, or I don't want to build a list. I don't want, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with, you know, promoting and, and making something successful. So it's not just one dimensional thing where you're like, or if you want to partner with somebody else, now you'll have to pay them because, you know, unless your podcast is making money, they're not going to want, not want to go, want to do it for free. Or you can say, you can hire a coach like me who can help you with uh, not just marketing your podcast or helping you monetize your podcast in multiple ways. So you don't have to just rely on advertisers. You shouldn't rely on advertisers. You should create products and services behind your podcast and make money uh, because of your podcast and not just make money from your podcast. Wow, Ravi, that's really, uh, really one of the best tips that I've heard uh, because, you know, being a podcast, because this is, that is something, something that I watched from a movie, which says that uh, even Thomas Oliver Edison is the first person who created uh, the tube light or the electricity or bulb, bulb yeah. but the person who actually marketed first is the one who's got more successful than him, even though the name, of course, uh, he's really great, but the person who got marketed in the market, it's someone that's really great. So I think that's, that's a point that, uh, you know, it's like many people have to say, it's like combination of both. You have to be there. You can't just upload an episode and say, that's it. I won. <laughs> I've got hundred listens. It's not possible. Of course, because I was having this mindset way back when I was starting out. So I think that that's, that's really, uh, uh, an important point to take care of. So uh, anything else that you want to ask me? Like table's turned right now. No, uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job for a, for a young person from India. I support that and uh, very proud of what you're doing. Um, 
keep at it. It's a long, long road, and you know, uh, be be aware of you know it's th that it's not just creating content, right? And it's not just publishing content. So this every time, every time, it's like uh, you know a marathon runner, right? You you get to the first mile and you're happy that you got to the first mile, but you know there's still whatever 25 miles to go. Uh, so you have to pace yourself. You have to know what you're doing and go in the right direction, and you have to. Um, to create and promote and monetize. All three have to happen. If one of the things don't happen, then it becomes very hard to sustain it, right? Because if you're creating a lot, but nobody's listening, then it's, it's, it's discouraging. But if you're, a lot of people are listening, but you're making no money, that's also discouraging. So you have to know how to monetize your content, you know, with, with books and, and courses and you have to you have to build a business behind your podcast. Otherwise, it's not going to sustain. Because once you start making money, then you can take part of the money and and use it on ads to promote it. You can go advertise on other people's podcasts that are in a similar niche. You can do swaps, and you can so you can be a lot more creative when you have a little bit of money, you know, fifty dollars, ten dollars, twenty, whatever it is. So um, try to to address all areas of of your whatever the platform you're, you're you have and. And also put it all on your website. That's the most important platform you will ever own. Mm. Your own website. Of course. And I'm actually building my one right now. I'm actually revamping everything. And I'm trying to uh, build one of them. And I'm sure I'll be definitely happy to do it. So in any cases, people want to find you, your podcast, your services. Uh, please let us know where, where we can find you more. Yeah, everything is on my website at subscribeme.fm. That's the extension. So subscribeme.fm. If you want to send me an email, it is ravi, R-A-V-I, at subscribeme.fm. And if you go there, you can look at my coaching program and the, on the homepage, I prominently display my, my podcast uh, player. So it has all the episodes. You can listen there. Then there's all the links to Spotify and, and all the different apps where you can you can um, access my podcast and you can sign up for my newsletter. You can check out my plugins. Everything is there at subscribeme.fm. And I'm happy to, like I, I wrote a book uh, called Podcast Promotion Report um, a while ago, a couple of years ago. I'm happy mm -hmm. to, uh, it's a Kindle book and ha happy to, if any of your listeners want to send me an email, ravi at subscribeme.fm, I'm happy to give them a free copy. It's a paid Kindle book. But I'm happy to give them a free copy if they, they want to email me and say, uh, hey, I listened to you on, on Jeffrey's podcast. Wow, that's a great offer, guys. So I'm sure that many of you would love it. And of course, I will link everything to the description because uh, he has a lot of, lot of tons of things that he's doing. So uh, of course, you can find them in one single place. Of course, there are other things also he's been doing, like his three media vault. There's this one and uh, single podcast player FM he's been doing on. So there are a lot of things, of course. So you can go and check that out and make sure you can send him an email once you've listened to this episode so you can get a free copy of his book. And uh, until then, I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much, Ravi. Thank you so much for having me, Jeffrey. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions about podcasting, then DM JB Digitally on Instagram or send her a message on LinkedIn at Jeffrey Booth DJ. If you're a brand or individual who requires micro-content creation services, then you can also reach out to Jeffrey as well.